This is Anthony Spey, artist on DC Comics' New Year's Evil and Crimes of Passion, as well as Lady Death and Zenoscope Comics, and you're listening to Comic Book Rehab Podcast. I'm Paul. Hi, Hi, Paul. So we are having our very special Christmas holiday episode. Is that what we're going to call this? Sure. Sure. All right. Well, that's the only episode coming out this week. So. Yeah, because I believe next week we're going to combine the last two weeks of the year. Yeah. Which uh, the current week right before Christmas, the December 18th. Yes. Um, books are mammoth. There's a lot of them. And a lot of titles to get through. And Pick of the Week is going to be really interesting because they there's a lot of books that could be Pick of the Week um, going on. We have a lot of endings and everything. So, But we are joined today by a special guest, artist Anthony Spey. Yay. Hello, hello. <laughs> All right. So you're going to say, hi, I'm Anthony. Hi, I'm Anthony. Hi, hi Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> See, we're rehabbed. Yeah, so. I, I guess I get it. Because <laughs> I'm AA Comics, so okay, so we're comic. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we we pretty much start each one off. Everybody says their name, and and we do comic book reviews. But we're going to talk about uh, some things with you, since sure. we are a comic book podcast and about comic books. I am very curious. What was your first comic book that you remember either reading or having buying? My first, the one, first one I can remember buying some of the early 80s Green Lantern stuff, probably, uh, and just generally the DC stuff. I used to, because I was always watching like the Super Friends and the Super Powers cartoons and stuff, and I always would get the comics that go with that and just other DC comics as well. So that was, I was pretty much doing that, and what I would do is... Uh, I'd cut the covers up and make paper action figures out of them. So <laughs> I don't was... think you were the first person to ever do that. No, Cause I kind of think I not. did that too. Yeah. yeah. So that, those are my earliest comic book memories, I suppose. And I'll just pick up an overstreet guide and cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So am I, uh, when I see some of the ones that are coverless a few years later, I, uh, I was like, Oh, I really shouldn't have cut that one up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when did you start uh, drawing in, with comic characters and uh, did it start with comic characters or were yeah. you doing other art stuff? No, it, it started with comic characters and, and I, I always was into comic characters and superheroes and stuff. I was writing and drawing my and drawing comic related stories as far back as like kindergarten or first grade from what I can remember. I, I have little books of that. Of like like paneled out and stuff? Um, kind of, they were more scripts, they were illustrated, but, um, they weren't fully paneled out until like maybe a couple yeah. of years later. But, but, I, but you were trying to tell a story. Yeah. With it. Well, yeah. That's, and that's I had awesome. Characters I made up and I was very, I was, I was easily able to entertain myself with stuff like that when I was a kid. So I, I always was, was reading comics and writing them and stuff and drawing them. So that's, that was where my interest in art came from comic books. So like in early influences at. The, in school like who would have like the george perez era stuff yeah okay and all that stuff is my is like 
right around right around like the mid eighties is where I start I really so can start to Perez, remember what I liked. Like know? Wonder Woman yeah, era. Wonder yeah. Woman, like um it's like Crisis on Infinite Earths, yeah. that kind of that kind of era, you know. So I always liked that. I mean I liked all comics. I liked Marvel too, but I was definitely I like Spider Man and all that. And I I kinda combined everyone together. Yeah. D C Marvel various people you see in cartoons like defenders of the earth like yeah i always draw them all together in like big groups like big george perez style groups even though like they're scribbly characters and stuff you know i have sketchbooks full of them at home my so i'm, I'm kind of curious because i would how was that treated like when you were in, did you do art classes in school like high school and stuff yeah, i i grew up doing art as a hobby my whole life um and i would take classes in like and like my mom was a pretty good artist, and she always would encourage me to do art and stuff. What kind of art was your mom doing? Oh, no, What's she it was like? A um, good illustrator, you know. Like, she was, okay. And she understood that I like to draw, and she encouraged me to do that. And I would always go to the community art center, and there, were, there were just different places around where I'd take classes in addition to school. Well, and sort of the reason I'm kind of asking is I remember when I was doing art classes and stuff in in school, comic book art kind of was really looked down upon. And yeah. I was wondering if you were running into that when you were in school. No, for me, honestly, comics, until I got to be an adult and went back to art school for comic books, uh -huh. like comics was always kind of my own thing. I was always into sports. I did music. I did kind of a little bit of everything. and But I wasn't really, I, I just, I liked comic books. I liked drawing, but I wasn't really doing it at school as much, you know? It just wasn't. I, I had a lot of varied interests, so I didn't really. Um, it was really more of a personal thing to me that I enjoy on my own. You know? Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, did you? Um, so, when you, did you go to college for art, or did yeah. you take classes? I no. I I um I went to college. I was a double major in art and business at Gettysburg. Um, not comic book art, just regular art, just so oh, I could learn the skills. really local to us here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, um, where did you grow up at? Because it wasn't you're, in you're Swarthmore in, in Delaware County. That's right. That's yeah, right. right outside yeah. of Philadelphia. Yeah. So. So you're yeah. kind of a Philly guy. Yeah, I'm a Philly guy. I'm an Eagles guy. I'm yeah, I'm Philly Hey, I'm all right with that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I so I did that. I went there, and then I worked for a couple of years in finance, and then I went back to Savannah College of Art and Design who had a sequential art graduate program, which is comic books and storyboarding yeah, yeah, and things yeah, like so, that. Yeah, so that's, yeah. I went there and for like two and a half years, I guess the program was. And um, after that, I started trying to, it still took me a while to, I learned what I needed to learn to become good enough to be a professional there. So it still took me a couple of years after being there to start getting like regular work, you know, but um, that's where so... I to really learn. When when did regular work start? Or, or I should say, what's your first published stuff? My first published book is um, a Twilight Zone graphic novel that we did kind of in conjunction with... From now? No, years ago. Okay. That's my first ever... Book. No, I mean now publishing. Didn't they do Twilight oh, no, Zone? Oh, no, now publishing. No, no. It was from... Um, walker books which is part of bloomsbury publishing it's like a book okay. publisher okay all right and um so that that was i did that and i did like toning work on gi joe arashikage showdown which was like a manga book from yeah. from devil's do like way back oh in the day. So yeah those yeah. were like my first two Josh. published things <laughs> 
and then I guess my first regular published work was when I started to get hired by Zenoscope. Okay, and that's, lack of a better term, sort of your real big break or claim, oh, yeah. claim to fame, as if we'll call so it that. Far, but yeah, yeah that's that's I mean, where you're kind of building your 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 name and stuff with the Zenoscope uh, thing. So you did. You did you did some interiors, but you definitely do a lot of covers. But well, you did some interior stuff, I right? I did everything because I started off doing interiors just as like a freelance guy, and and I started to get those pretty regularly. And then after about a year, year and a half, they approached me about being their art director because their art director was leaving, and in house and. Um, which I had already interviewed for a couple of years prior, but they didn't remember it was me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I saw, I was like, "You realize you already interviewed me for this job like two years ago?" I was like, "That was you." I was like, "Yeah, it's me." Sorry, well, it took us so long. I saw Sorry, it, on, it took us so long. I saw, to get back to you. I saw on Craigslist. They're like, "Yeah, we didn't hire anybody for that. <laughs> you didn't yeah. get passed over." But um, so eventually, so then they hired me as an art director, and then I kind of stopped doing interiors for the most part because I was busy with like office duties. But I was able to do covers then, so I, that's when I kind of shifted that's, over to you doing shifted more over covers. A lot of covers. Did you like being like the art director? I did. And did okay. I did like it. Um, I had, you know, I had business background. And I had interns. Well, that's what comics I was thinking. Editorial in New York, like yeah. when I was in school. So, like, I knew. I, w- I think you I was, sounded qualified for it because, like you say, with your yeah, background I, having and the business stuff, I was stuff. qualified yeah, yeah. for it, and I really enjoyed it. And I think. I think I brought some some value to to like I think I did what they wanted me to do there basically like be, be a real comic book guy in there you know right right you and know? and so yeah and I that's probably when their art stuff was better in the interior well that was my yeah, yeah that was my goal to turn it to yeah. to uh turn that around and make it like Cause, that because I, I worked really hard to to build up a good roster there and uh yeah. The guy, the guy that's the art director now, a good friend of mine, Chris Cote, he's uh, he's really good too, and he has the same good eye for artists and stuff like that. And co- covers are nice, but they they sell a book for most part, but long they don't. Term, you have to long have, term, you got to have yeah. you got to have the goods on the inside because it's like, oh, it's a nice cover, and then you open it up. Because Marvel had that problem for a while, oh, where absolutely. they had great covers by somebody, and, and then the interior, the, it was just, the interior art was and, just not good. And no publisher, nobody, any publisher wants to see somebody say, "Oh, the interiors don't match the covers." That's like always. I mean, it's it's hard to do sometimes, but well, you want you want to have a high I, quality level throughout. If you can, you want to have know? a quality level, yeah. And I, but if you have like, oh, this great cover, and then you have tom king art where tom king's just making stick yeah. figures yeah, on the yeah. inside then 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 we sort of have yeah, like wait. Have different styles from the cover absolutely just and i don't i don't think good, we've you know? ever well, uh, probably, really downplayed that much too probably much. the most shocking one was the end of slots run when he was getting all the ross covers yeah. and Bachalo filled in for that because you're going from the ultra realistic you know ross cover to Bachalo's. You know, some people like it. I'm not. I'm not a fan, but it's a jarring difference from two all-time to... guys in their own right, though. You know, yeah, two all-time great artists. Oh yeah, I, I, I understand the appeal of Petrol. It's just not yeah. my art style that I prefer. But and it's sometimes they need to be on certain type of books, and yeah. that's some one of the things that you know you were talking. So now some of the new stuff that's been exciting that's been coming up for you is 
uh, you have some DC work, uh, which uh, New Year's Evil, you did the Black Adam story, which the art's fantastic on there. And it it looks DC-like, which DC, you know, you have that sort of Kurt Swan clean look. He's been getting comparisons to Gary Frank. How about that? Well, it helps because your inker is was John Saval, which is Gary's. Uh, and I was pretty yeah. pumped when I heard that. Yeah, so yeah, he, he, that's yeah, well, and he's that's done just about as much work as Gary has in DC this year. Because <laughs> 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 it's been like eight months since Doomsday Clock's come out. Yeah, he's he, he's well, he's, he's re- making it himself, so I'm sure it's taking him a little longer. Now. Yeah, so he's he's, he's very up. He's he's very upset that <laughs> Doomsday Clock took a while to finish. But uh, and then also you have the next project that you're that's coming up is the Crimes of Passion. Yeah, and that's a really cool book too. It's uh, I got to do a story about Slam Bradley, who's a Batman side character, but he's like he's like a cool really cool detective like noir. And he he got to do something pretty special in this one. He gets to draw Batman. My first time ever officially drawing Batman for DC. And so uh, I've seen it. It looks fantastic. Yeah, he 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 makes Batman look the way he should look, which is great. Now, uh, some of the things that have attracted me to you, uh, some of your art stuff when I'm looking at your originals is like, I, as I told you before, some of your backgrounds, you got some like crazy detail stuff in the back in, in your backgrounds and layouts, which I, I think is amazing. And I applaud you for that, for, for taking all that time out while we were looking at your Viking stuff and he's doing all these cross lines for for everything on there and it's it's um so are we going to see some of that stuff with some of your upcoming dc work are you going to still be able to do that because i'm curious how is the deadline stuff with dc i mean i've only had a couple of projects so far but the deadlines have been good you know i i haven't felt like i've had to like um sacrifice any quality of work um the story i just finished you'll when it comes out you'll see there are some pretty detailed backgrounds in there and uh the black adam story didn't have quite as many like real background details because they're except for the one city scene right because yeah um, and that's where it's like there's anthony (laughs) one time they're up on the on like way up in the air so there was just mostly sky in the background yeah. and then the other one there in like an ice I, I area, don't think it called ice. for that yeah, kind of stuff call for that kind of stuff but i i like details especially dc i'm not i'm only penciling i'm not um inking which some of my other projects i ink digitally on the computer but one thing that you sacrifice there is like kind of some of the texturing with the backgrounds and like the it's a lot more technical looking when mm-hmm. you, when you ink digitally, but I'm doing straight up pencils with a real anchor for DC. So I think that you'll be able to get some of the real like grittiness of the backgrounds and things. Right. Yeah. So I guess that was one of the questions I had with, uh, being kind of newer. Do you do a lot of digital stuff or are you pretty much all? I do both. Honestly, okay. I do. I do all my covers, uh, manually. And, um, most of the time I ink them myself now. And then um, one of my projects that I'm working on is I'm doing, I draw the Phantom for a couple of different international publishers that you really can't get here. There's one through in Australia and then there's a place called a uh, company Egmont in uh, Sweden. And I draw the Phantom for them. And I do, I do those digitally, the interiors um, because I, I, if I had to ink it by hand, 
interiors, it would take me forever. But digitally, I can do it a little quicker. It's still a little longer than actually just penciling it, but I can I can finish it in a reasonable amount of time. Um. So one of like okay. So we kind of I kind of told the story where Anthony did a um games workshop uh Warhammer comic book that was that was a digital. No, uh, that was at first, was, wasn't it? That, Oh, oh, the comic itself. Yeah, was the comic. Yes. The comic itself was digital, yeah. but he did the pencils on it, and we we had a had a guy that bought all the original art for the entire book from Anthony, but he also went after the inker because he's like, so Derek's question was, wait, if I have the pencils, how does the inker have the same page? But yeah. you got you sent you sent them digitally yeah. to him to ink, the right? Other's name is also Anthony. Yeah, and, and that one, yeah. yeah awesome that was, he, uh, I think he lives in St. Louis, or I think he just moved to Chicago. But, but um, yeah, so we went back and forth digitally, and it's the same way that, uh, that I'm working with DC, like scanning my inks in, and they download a high-res file and print it out and ink over that. So I think if you go to conventions and things these days, you'll see more doubles of the same page the anchor pen, penciler and anchor like penciler will I'm, have his page and then because yeah. before i know like wayne foucher like he'll have some of the you know, like spectacular pages and stuff because they used to split them up or you know the anchor would get so many pages yeah. and the penciler would get i X think amount. some guys still do that i mean especially if they live reasonably close to each other but if i'm working with an anchor in like the philippines or brazil or italy or somewhere um, I'm not going to mail them my pages. You know, it's who knows how long it's going to take. To get right. There. Yeah, and you can't and trust that post office. No, yeah, you can't. Yeah, I not mean, at all. It takes it to, even even good ones. It <laughs> takes a while to get international mail. You know, so but and there are still people that do it the old school way, and I think it probably looks really good that way. But, right. Um, but I mean, as technology is yeah. catching up, I mean, it's getting the yeah, it's getting closer and, and closer. Yeah, and that's. Um, probably how gary frank's doing his inks and stuff might be digitally it looks like it's it looks like it could be yeah Yeah. i can't tell yeah i can't tell it might be um okay uh so dave do you have any questions so i i had asked this of bob and claude and it's usually my go-to question carte blanche you get to work on any character whatsoever your pick hold on josh really needs to hear this answer (laughs) I know the who, answer. Who would you who would you pick? Probably Flash. <laughs> uh, for, for me, it's a three way tie: Flash, Plastic Man, and Shazam. <laughs> I like the red and yellow guys. Look, that, that's I my, think that's Josh my just crew. fell over. And second part of that <laughs> question: my... Who would you want to write it? The story. Uh, I like. Well, her. I know the answer. That would be Tara, his wife, because otherwise well, she'll be. Good, she's a good writer. She, she wrote our creator own new and approved. It did real well on Kickstarter. She's writing a novel now, so she's not really writing comic books right now, but she's good. So I would mind having her write it. But uh, Kurt Kurt Busiek, you pronounce. I said, name? I said Busiek. Busiek, yeah. yeah. I I see everyone's name written. I don't know exactly the pronunciations. Cause Neither do we. Don't person. feel bad. And you know? if you ever want to, if you're drawing and you just want to laugh, we'll we'll edit like a whole like yeah. reel of Dave trying to pronounce things, and it'll make you laugh. But Kurt, <laughs> I love your writing, sir. Even if I messed your name up, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I get to meet you sometime. All right, look, we I'll got Josh question, in here now. Keep my question quick because it's freezing back here. Uh, follow up to Dave's. Who is your favorite Flash? Um, like 
what character? Yeah, name which or one? Or with Wally, Barry, Bart, Jay Garrick? I actually, I like. It's tough between Barry and Wally. I like the Wally in the uh, early Wally days when it was funny, kind of kind of humorous. Like Mark Wade run, not not or... depressing like no, it is nowadays. Like, when they had like Chunk and stuff, and, like all those crazy comics back then, and like the, the they had the uh, the drug that gave people speed. Um, I forget what the heck the name of the drug was, but uh, I don't know. The early the early Flash with uh, with Wally was good, and then like the Carmine Infantino days of Flash. Oh, I like yeah. those Barry Allen's also. Those are like my favorite two runs. Of I Flash. like DC's Barton. been putting out a lot of new Flash speedster characters. Have you ever designed your own sort of speedster Flash character? Oh, I have. Sure, of course I have. Over the years, I got like a blue Flash with a helmet, and then then there's just like versions of actual Flash. That I've designed that like, I don't know. They have different color schemes and designs. I'd love, I'd love to see these. But <laughs> oh, I don't know if I still have. Some <laughs> right, I mean, they, they might be a little old. Maybe we'll get the flash first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that actually could work with flash because there's so many of them. You could get a flash first going on. Yeah. Um. So, do you besides the DC thing? Is there any other projects that are coming up? You're you're doing the Phantom and yeah, the, and stuff? pretty much. Um, the Phantom is the one that for the next few months that's taking me up that's that's taking up most of my time and if I'm leaving some room open for DC to do more stuff with them but like I'm doing interiors and that takes a while like I really once I'm, when I'm doing interiors I don't have a whole lot of extra time to like take on other projects you know mm-hmm. like if I'm doing more covers like I can do like like a Xenoscope cover and a Lady Death cover and some cards for Marvel because I, I do the Marvel cards for Upper Deck for the games, which I really like doing those. Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. So like, those are really cool things that I like to do, but I don't quite have as much time to do them as I do when if I'm doing interiors, you know. Right. And right now, like, I w- I want to focus on doing the best job I can on any project that I'm on. Like I'm I'm not trying to just jam myself up for money right now. I want to really do my best to establish myself and, and i can say I can, looking you know? at your originals that you're absolutely succeeding there you you're definitely showing that there's you know work of passion in there because i mean some of the like i said i don't think you would be detailing all those viking suits like you did no. if you didn't really care about <laughs> I it can't i can't mean, resist if i see if i see a chain mail or i see bricks on the wall it looks <laughs> incomplete unless i draw every link or every brick <laughs> yeah it's it, it's crazy so all right anything else there jimmy well, you said you had the one creator-owned book. Do you have any more kind of ideas for creator-owned books that you'd like to get going? Maybe, you know, once you get some buzz from the DC, maybe like an image or an IDW. I do. I have like almost like a um, like an adventure, like Hellboy team kind of book that I have in the back of my head, but it's not really fleshed out yet. If I did have time to do a creator-owned, I'd probably do more of I mean, Tara and I probably would do more of new and improved because the first issue did very well on Kickstarter uh-huh. and people still come up to us at shows like in different places of the country and ask us about it. And I'm like, yeah, it's on hold. I've just been too busy, you know? So if I did have time to do more creator owns, I'd probably finish that out first and then move on to something of my own, you know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All righty. You have anything else there, Josh? Okay. thought you were going to ask who his favorite flash artist was. 
It's freezing back here. And I'm <laughs> All right. Keeping it on ice. I'll ask it. Who's your favorite Flash artist? I think I said it before, but Carmine Infantino is there my favorite go. Flash All right. artist. He also I, likes, I caught he likes that, Manipool, but apparently too. Paul with his Alzheimer's didn't. <laughs> no, I, I was trying to get him to say Francis uh, Manipool because he likes him a lot, too. So Eagles beating the Cowboys Sunday? Of course. Right answer. <laughs> I won't get into baseball because then we'll fight. Why is that? He's a Braves fan. I'm a Braves fan. Ugh. Why would you fight it's going him? To be close this year. They're trying to make some moves. Phillies. We'll see how they do. <laughs> see, <laughs> well, I wouldn't. But you know, he's a he's a Philly fan. They, they, he's from Philly. You know, they have a reputation. <laughs> well, they they threw snowballs at Santa. Oh no! <laughs> really? I, You're going to bring I, that up? That was how many was years ago? <laughs> I, I, I've heard it my whole life. So. <laughs> I have a lot to work off of. All righty. Well, I think we're going to close this out on that note. Thank you. Throwing <laughs> snowballs at Santa. All righty. So I'm the maestro. I'm the Mad Hatter. Jimmy Kimmel almost live. I'm Josh in the background. <laughs> and thank you very much, Anthony. You can sign off. Thank so, you for having me. And uh, make sure you pick up his uh, DC work. Lady Death, all of that stuff, because it's fantastic art. You should check this out. I think we've talked about him um, before on some of his art. And be good to each other. Happy holidays.